you need to get off my <coughs> sermon notes. So I'm in New York City. <coughs> you didn't hear Ken said, I saw this game in New York City. I'm in New York City. It's like uh, 90, uh, 90 something, right? So I'm really old. And we were there for a bas- I was the manager. I was, we were there for a basketball tournament at Madison Square Garden. But that day it was only a practice day. Um, how many people are going to fill out brackets tonight? Does anybody do that anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Who you got picking? Don't say Duke. Whatever you do, don't say Duke. St. Bonnie's. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Is Pitt in it? I heard you say Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Is Pitt in it? They're they're not. Georgia Tech's not in it either. All right. So so we're up there for a a basketball tournament, and it's just practice day, and so we are like uh, college students with a little extra spending money. Because uh, the meal money might have already gotten, you know, distributed, but we already had a meal. And so, we, you know, we got 20s in our pocket. And uh, we take cabs down to Chinatown, which is amazing. Chinatown in New York City, San Francisco. I mean, they're, they're, they're like, you know. Uh, and, um, and, and we're down there. We hadn't been there. And I could take you to this very spot. We hadn't been there very long. And we're walking down this side of the street, going across the island of Manhattan. And there's this, there's this, this scene up ahead. It's like this, this crowd. And it's almost like it's a fight, but, but it's not a fight. And so, uh, and I'm walking with, you know, like, you know, the guys on the team. And, uh, and they walk up and they're looking in. And I'm go, you know, going like this. And we're like looking over the shoulders. And there in the middle of this crowd of people on the side of the street in Chinatown is... Um, is this guy playing a shell game, right? You know, you know how it goes. Like, if you've been to a Braves game, like, that's where you've seen it, you know. And so, and, and the guy's moving around. And at the end, he's like, all right, pick which one. Well, we just got there late, right? And so, uh, and so a couple of guys are like, it's the middle one, it's the middle one. And he's like, all right, 20 bucks, double or nothing. And they throw down their 20s. And, you know, and he's moving them around already. And then, let me see if I get this right. Hold on. Yes, okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I practiced the two, okay. <laughs> and he pays out 40 bucks a piece, right? Everybody wants in. So 20s are throwing in there. He starts, you know, he starts spinning them around. He starts start spinning them around. 20s are flying in, and Bucky and Eddie and Ryan and, and, and Brian and all these guys, and, and they're, they're flying in. And, uh, and so he gets done. And they're like, left one, left one, left. I mean, every, it's clear. Like, he didn't even try. Like, left one, right? And none of you know how this story's going to end. Um, left one. And so he goes and pulls up, and guess what? <laughs> it's not the left one. <laughs> and then all right there, that, like that very moment, I don't have it, this works, but at that very moment, somebody yells, cop! <clears throat> Which, of course, is slang for police officer. And... Um, <clears throat> And, there, and no joke, there was like 10 feet away, a police officer walking right towards the thing. The table gets flipped. The cups go everywhere. The money suddenly disappears. How did that work? You know, but someone noted that when the cups flew up, there wasn't actually a ball underneath any of them. And so Bucky, Eddie, Ryan, Brian, and Scott, the manager, we went looking for these guys for like the next hour. <laughs> Like, if we had found them, we would have known what to do with them, right? I mean, like, like seriously. Yeah. An hour later, we're like, I think that's them. And I'm going, yeah, that's, what are we going to do with them once we catch them, you know? Uh, and so we did nothing. <clears throat> but, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. It's, it's dumb. Except that it's not dumb. Because, because how many of us believe this is the way the world works? That if, that, if, that, if I, that if I concentrate and use my skills, I get paid. 
that if, I, that if I concentrate and use my skills, I get paid. That if I concentrate. A lot of us believe, probably rightly, that this is the way the world works. But how many of us believe that that's how prayer works? Before you say, not me, how many of us actually function like that's how prayer works? That if, that, if I, <clears throat> that if I concentrate and use my skills and say the right I invite you to turn in the scriptures this morning to Luke chapter 11, where Jesus is actually teaching on prayer. We are, uh, we are journeying with Jesus for these six weeks of the season of Lent, this, this really ancient holy practice that we, this modern church, are, are, are engaging with. And, and we're doing it with this notion that, that there is something particular about what Jesus has to say, that we are listening to him. And, uh, and if we'll listen to him, what will it change about us? Luke chapter 11 Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples, because this was actually a a, a rabbinic tradition, one of the the core uh, aspects, requirements of of, of a rabbi to the disciple and the disciple back in return would, would be to teach, to teach your disciples how to pray. John's done it. You know, why, why, why won't you do it? Because it's actually believed in many traditions that some of Jesus' disciples were first John's disciples. And so they're saying, we learned from him. How, how, how would you teach us? And he, and he obliges. When you pray, say, Father, uphold the holiness of your name. Bring in your kingdom. Give us the bread we need for today. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who has wronged us. And don't lead us into temptation. This is, this is the, the Lord's Prayer. The church is added in other words and the other gospels. Remember a, a slightly di- different version. Maybe he taught it a couple of different times and, and added a sentence here or, or there. But this is, this is the Lord's Prayer and we recognize it that way. But he doesn't stop. Verse 5. He also said to them, Imagine that one of you has a friend and you go to that friend in the middle of the night. Imagine saying, friend, loan me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. Imagine further that he answers from within the house, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed and I can't get, get up to give you anything. I assure you that even if he wouldn't get up and help because of his friendship, he will get up and help because his, his friend, whatever he needs because of his friend's brashness. I think, I think some translations actually say persistence. I think some say boldness. I think some are all trying to get around this idea that, that the friend is going to keep obnoxiously knocking on the door, Right? And Jesus says, finally, he'll, he'll, he'll give him the bread he's asking for just to get the guy to leave. And I tell you, Jesus says, ask and you will receive. 
Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. To everyone who knocks, the door is open. But he doesn't stop there. Which, which father among you would give a snake to your child if the child asked for a fish? If a child asked for an egg, what father would give the child a scorpion? If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is the Word of God for we the people of God, and we say together, thanks be to God. Let's pray. Oh, gracious God, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. And amen. Jesus Jesus says here, pray this way. Pray this way. And, And then he says, and let me illustrate it with this story and yet another story after that. And there in the midst of it, these three words rise up. Did you hear three words? At, at the end of the, of, the, of the first story of the persistent neighbor, Jesus says, if we will ask, seek, and knock. Those are three words, ask, seek, and knock. And the beauty of the way the Holy Scriptures work, the beauty of this, is that, is that this is exactly what Jesus' brother, James, told us in the Scriptures just two weeks ago. I, th- I think we've got those up there. James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, were the Scriptures from two weeks ago when we, were, when we were landing the plane telling us that peace is possible. James says, you don't have because you don't ask. And he goes further and says, you ask and don't have because you ask with evil intentions to waste it on your own cravings. So so here we have James reminding us what his older brother Jesus, the, you know, savior of the world, we should pay attention to one of the two of them, said, which is, you have these needs and you have these wants. But instead of asking the one who wants to provide, You go out with this notion that if you concentrate your efforts and use your skills, you can get paid. Because that's how life works, right? And and, and made more complicated, and, and this is on me, made more complicated by being an American is this puritanical Right? Fancy word for where we came from. This, this, this notion that, that our country was founded on work ethic. And it's completely right. Don't hear me. Otherwise, it's completely right. But, 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 but how much does it confuse my heart when I think that, that work ethic is what it's about? That if I concentrate and use my skill and just get after it, I'll get back what I need. And Jesus says, yes, 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 but. But there is this one who wants to give to you 
There is this one that, that if you'll ask, he delivers. There is this one. Just ask and seek and knock. It means, I'm not the only one in the room that's, that's seen that, that the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that was taught to us and instructed us and commanded to us from Jesus, like half of it is like, like basic stuff. Bread, right? Bread and, and forgiveness. And, and even the kingdom is basic stuff. Even, you know, Lord, Lord, I, I pray that your kingdom would come along with the bread and the forgiveness. Basic stuff. I mean, ask and seek and knock seem to be the three words. And yet, and yet, and if you've been reading, I've got my little copy here. If, you, if you've been reading the listen to him, the, the, the entry from a few days ago suggests that, that no, not so fast. The three words aren't ask, seek, knock. Those are good words. Jesus said them. Everybody say amen to Jesus. All right, Jesus said them. But maybe that's not the point of what he's saying. Maybe. Maybe it's not about technique. Maybe, maybe it's not about te- may- it's not about technique. It's not about concentration. It's not about my skills. It's not about saying the right words in the right order. Like 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 prayer is somehow magic. And yet we do this. Oh, well, well, God didn't answer my prayers, but I, but I probably just didn't pray right. Or I didn't pray enough. Or, or I wasn't in the right. I, you know. All of that's true. All of that's true. We should pray more. Right? That our heart needs to be right. All of that's true. But that's not what Jesus says here. Jesus says here, instead of focusing on the gifts what about the giver? Because the three essential words on prayer are how much more. I remember as a kid, I remember as a kid, there growing up in Statesboro, I remember a, a preacher in specifically preaching on these two stories. Because I'm a nerd, and I still remember what the preacher says for that long ago. You guys are all off the hook for that. <laughs> I, I remember the preacher saying that, 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 that the man that knocks on the door of the other is like God. Because God answers our prayers if we're persistent. I, I remember the preacher saying that. The only, the only problem with that is that Jesus says, no, that's the opposite of the point. The, the point is, is not that, that, that persistence is what pays off. He says, how much more? Because he tells two stories that are not like God to show us that, that God does so much more. How much more will God give us? Listen, listen. The Holy Spirit. If we would but ask him, And I don't have a slide for it, but this is what he said. How much more will God give us himself if we will but ask him? 
And the, and the powerful thing is, is that greater than the shiny objects that we chase after, gre- gre- greater than, than, than some kind of scheme, is that God wants us to give us the very thing that we crave but the world has distracted us from. Himself. It, it, it all started with, with communion with him until we met a snake under a tree and together believed the lie. How much more would he give us himself abundantly abundantly because it's not a game and there's no technique and there's and there's there's no there's there's no requirement that if we concentrate and say the right words like magic god will appear how much more i can't think of better words for what we are about to do. Because we're reminded that Jesus says, I would give you my life, my body, if you would just believe the level to which we in heaven would go to convince you of our love for you. How much more?